0: Hey, this is Jesse Kinch, and you are listening to We Podcast, and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-one seven zero of We Podcast, and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business. Mator. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I <laughs> always hear that music. <laughs> Every always. single time. It's synonymous. One goes with the other. You don't I love say Mortal Kombat without <laughs> <speaks> that. That, yeah, I watched a, a lot of Mortal Kombat. Bro, those two I Annihilation wasn't terrible. That first movie's good. I like it. People should on I like it. I a forgot lot.
1: the animation of the dragon. That might have been the second the one. The second one. But I saw it again, and I like. I was like, it I, looks, I, I think I.
0: It looks like it was made in Windows ninety five. I think but like Windows ninety five actually was. I did out yet. of my mind. Like it was
1: like I was like ah, I don't even really remember him
0: turning the dragon. I saw it. I was like ah, yeah. that's
1: why, that's the, why.
0: See, the first one relied very heavily on practical. Yeah. There was one part where Shang Tsung steals a soul of this yeah. uh, of this one guy, and that's CG. And like, but that was like was even so, though I, was,
1: I was like okay, that's fine.
0: But like Goro was a freaking dude yeah. in a costume with yeah. a, like with sticks for like it was crazy. Yeah that went stuff that went into that movie those were $500 sunglasses asshole (laughs) (laughs) great freaking film dude I mean, it's objectively terrible. Uh, But anyway, welcome back to the show. We appreciate it. Um, To all of our new listeners, hey, thanks. We appreciate you, too. Welcome to the show, We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap, again, all of the week's nerdy news. You can go to We You're a one-stop shop for everything that has to do with the podcast. Link in this description wherever you're listening to it. You can send us an email, things at gmail.com. Ask us any question on your mind, and we will answer it. Uh, We're switching up the format a little bit. We used to have our pick of the week at the back end of the show, the last thing we did, and then we'd get on out of here. However, uh, we've gotten numerous texts, DMs, Facebook messages, Facebook posts, tweets, all that stuff, Instagram posts. A lot of people are like, hey, thanks for that recommendation. But we want to just give it out to even more people. So we're moving the pick of the week to our very first thing from here on out uh, that we're going to talk about. So we're actually going to start today with our pick of the week. Then we're going to go with trivia. Then we're going to start for the uh, actual rest, rest of the show where we give you the nerdy news with movies. Then to television. Sam will take over in gaming. I'll take back over for a music uh, review. Give it back to Sam for a CGC comic spotlight. I'm looking at it now. You're going to want to hang on for this one uh, if you watched any cartoon in the 90s. However, before we get all of that started, like I said, we're going to come in hot with our Pick of the Week brought to to us in part by our friends at Liquid Death, LiquidDeath.com. The best can, mountain water, money could buy. Uh, We appreciate our
1: friends over at Liquid Death. The only thing that they should do with this skull or something, if it's cold or something like a, get it like to go red or something yeah. like, Or blue, anything, something. Yeah, but it is refreshing. That way
0: they could get a little Miller light, little Coors light right into the one can. Right you know what I mean? Uh, it's a beautiful, beautifully crisp and wonderful Austrian mountain water in a can, because guess what? Cans, they're recyclable. Plastic bottles? Not anymore, my
1: friends. Well, you figure, 70 percent recycled materials is the average for plastic bottle. No, no, what?
0: Average plastic
1: bottle is 3%. 3%. Yep. I read I read the middle and jumped in late. <laughs> Average aluminum can contains 70% recycled material. Average plastic bottle contains only 3%. You
0: can actually sell your soul, and we mean legitimately sell it to the people at Liquid Death for a free case. So go to liquiddeath.com, sell your soul for a free case. Try what we rave about every week. This is not just a thing because uh, we like uh, them and they like us and we talk about them. No, we sought them out because we believe in their products so much um, and they came on board. So thanks to everybody over Liquid Death for uh supporting us and thanks to everybody out there who's tried it so far. It's worth it. LiquidDeath.com. Sam, uh what is your pick of the week? I don't know what that is. It's we recommend something for you to go watch or play.
1: I finally saw We're this film. To. Uh-oh. Uh, knives out. Togo. Oh! I finally freaking saw it, man. And it, it was fantastic. Yeah. Number one, William Defoe actually looks like the guy. Like, so, so Paula, there's actually a picture on Wikipedia from 1925. Literally looks like it's William Dafoe. That I, I digress there. But, if you don't know Togo, <clears throat> it was the serum run of 1925. If you don't remember the animated movie, Bolto, which was loosely based on that story. I dug deep and I found out like what the truth was, and then I you know, then I saw the movie. So there there were some differences there, but I thought what they did for the movie was absolutely fantastic. Obviously they they up the stakes a, a little bit extra, but mm-hmm. even in real life it was crazy. I, I just wrote some some of these stats down just because I thought it was crazy. The total trip was 674 miles. The Togo was the only dog that. Went this far? He went 264 miles himself. Balto only went 50, and he was the, like the back dog. He wasn't. He wasn't the lead. But he for got Togo. the
0: movie. He got the first. He he movie.
1: did. And, and the way they did in the movie, it's different than what happened in real life. But you got to think at the time it was their like harshest winter ever. So he did this at when wind chill was negative 85. Wind winds were 65 mile per hour. He couldn't see anything. He said without Togo guiding him through the storm. He would have never made it. I thought the movie gave you just enough. The movie it kind of starts out, he's a puppy, he's a little small, he gets rid of him once. Togo runs back, finds his way home, and he's just kind of this little nuisance, and he wants to be this like this like this little engine that could. And then his wife's saying, You gotta give him a chance. and eventually he sees this this the spirit of the dog gives him a shot, and then he kind of blows him away. And what they did, obviously, there was there was kids they had this disease. It's called diphtheria, it affected ch- uh, children and adults. Basically, it made like their throats like like they called it, like wide neck or big neck or something. But there was no cure at the time, and they basically picked up. I think it was 300,000 300, like uh, little things of serum just to go out of Alaska, and it, it and they did it. Like he he made the, the he did the impossible. The movie was fantastic. It's on Disney Plus. You don't um, have
0: to watch it. Sam just gave you the entire plot. Well,
1: well I gave you like the,
0: the, I gave you the truth. <laughs> like it's level. it just know notes.
1: Just know that after you see the movie, I think you deserve to go back to see actually what happened and what they actually had to go through, and it's just absolutely amazing that they made it back alive. So Togo, it's on Netflix. It's on Disney, Disney Plus.
0: Plus. My pick of the week is on Netflix. Uh, it was my number five show of 2019, right behind The Mandalorian. Um, Season one was absolutely phenomenal. Season two dropped January seventeenth. Um, yeah, right. What is today?
1: The twenty third.
0: Yeah, today's the twenty third. So it came out the seventeenth. Um, I'm already done it. All eight episodes. It was amazing. Season two, Sex Education, mm. on Netflix. Unbelievably, I think you good texted show. me
1: saying it was phenomenal. It was. It's
0: off. Yeah. It's just so good. It, I will say it's not as good as the first season. The first season captivated me, and I. I think I realized why I love like the high school comedy drama show because I love Degrassi. Like in that yeah, show yeah. is legitimately that and I will always love that. So that's why shows like Everything Sucks and Sex Education really speak to me because I just like the the teenage high school drama. It brings me back to my years. Yeah. We had a lot of drama in our lives in high school yeah, and it just kind of brings me back to those times sans the sex clinic. Uh, if you don't know about this show, it takes place in good old England, um, the Son of a mother who is a sex therapist is in high school. He's not very popular. He gives somebody advice about something sex-related. It works. So he then decides, with the help of some girl Maeve, to start a sex clinic around the school to make a buck. And from there, craziness ensues. Season 2 takes that a little farther um, and even goes away from the clinic into, like, the interpersonal lives of other students. And you get deeper looks in the other students. So, Really good show, really good in-depth look at that. It's also in a different country. Again, it's why I like Degrassi. When they're like, hey, I'm like, why aren't you in school? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I think that, like, a lot of times that's a thing there. Like, free first period is, like, a thing.
1: Must be so, nice.
0: So, like, when they're not in school in Britain at, like, 2 o'clock, I'm like, it, I can't make judgment. Because I don't know if that's actually a thing or not. Maybe they're true to, to how Britain runs their school system. But I have the Netflix review. Of I'm sorry, the IGN review of season two of Sex Education. Sex Education's second season, for better or worse, ditches a lot of the sex clinic uh, gimmickry for the first run of a larger love triangle filled with stories that take advantage of the entire ensemble. This change can feel tired at times, which off note I agree with, but the series still stands tall with bright characters, fun performances, and an unequaled candidness about sex. Got an eight.
1: I it was gonna say eight five. Yeah,
0: got an eight as That's solid. scored as great. Um. So IGN agrees with my thoughts. Again, not as good as the first season, but go back. Um. They, by the way, they pull no punches. This is a very dirty show. This is not for the children.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is not also even for only. the
0: young. This is not for the young teens. Did it
1: get signed for season three?
0: I don't know. I, yeah. I season two just dropped a week ago. Sometimes shows get signed in advance. Um. I haven't read anything about the ratings or anything like that, but I know that they got my views. Uh. And I bagged that shit out by Sunday. So, I, I had it done in three days. Uh, it's just, it's a really good show. So, Togo on Disney Plus, Sex Education, Season Two. I'd also obviously recommend Season One if you haven't started it yet. Uh, on Netflix, um, really good comedy, drama, more comedy, really good stuff. Uh, Sam, I'm going to move into our trivia. It is eight for me. I don't have to say seven and a half, which is nice. So, eight for me, four for you, and our race, first to 11, win by two.
1: In the opening scene of the movie The Rundown with... Never saw it. The Rock and William Scott. Sean which, William Scott. Yeah, Sean William Scott. Which A-list actor had an uncredited cameo walking by and saying to Rock, good luck? I don't know. He had 15 the, minutes I, to film the scene.
0: I never saw the movie, so I'm going to need the answers.
1: A. Bruce Willis, B. Arnold Schwarzenegger, C. Sylvester Stallone, D. Mel Gibson.
0: And he just says, good luck?
1: That's it. He is, He's like... He, he, he's, I read, do you know I, it's him? Like Yeah, no. Because I, I went him. back and watched it, and he said he he stumbled upon the set, and then he's oh blah blah oh oh you know blah blah the rocks here. He goes, he's like rock. Dude, do you want to get in real fast? He goes, I got fifteen minutes, and he came out with, with, with that in so fifteen minutes. Arnold,
0: Sylvester, Bruce, Bruce, and Mel, and Mel.
1: Right they're a list actors, right? You Figure at least in that time, 03 was before, okay, Bell so had it's his 2003.
0: Meltdown. Okay, good, okay, okay, okay. That makes that helps me out. That gives me a lot of context. Arnold Schwarzenegger, correct? Hey, so there you we get 8.5. 8.5, tough. Oh, wait, well, I still gotta give you your question. That's two two weeks in a row, yeah. baby. He's heating up. Do you know the only reason I said Arnold, <sighs> huh? It's because two weeks ago you had the Arnold question for me about his highest grossing friend. As
1: so I was like, it was just you're so a random kick. I saw the rundown and I no- I don't remember that scene. Yeah. And then, and then someone said it on Twitter. Like, I was like, what was he? And I went yeah. back and was like, oh shit. I what?
0: have a, I have a year question. Okay. But it's not what year did it come out? Okay. What year is Better Call Saul set in?
1: I don't remember. And of course it's been after the season, they've been on extended hiatus. Go back to
0: season one, and what year is season one start in? Because I think by now in season five or six, they're past. The, the, I have, the, dude. I've
1: I have no idea. A year. Uh, so I'm think about just, think about Breaking Bad. No, I don't. Just give me an answers. I don't even know. I'd rather even at least have a stab in the dark. So.
0: It's o two o four o six o eight. I
1: have no fucking idea. O six. 2 I would. Mean, I would have never got that. I was like, I would have been like 2015. Yeah, set years, 2020.
0: Six years before Breaking Bad begins. Although Vince Gilligan said Breaking Bad doesn't necessarily have like a, a direct a start of, time okay. or a date, start date. I guess it's just somewhere between 07 and 09. But yeah, this is 2002 definitively Gilligan said I kind of had to based on some references. Yeah. So 2002 is when Better Call Saul was set in. It is now eight and a half to four in our first to 11 win by two. I just got to get two and a half more before Sam gets seven. You say, well, you could do that. Uh, I've lost twice. Greg, I
1: lost hope in trivia since last tri- last <laughs> trivia round. So uh, I'm fighting a losing battle. Let's get
0: into the movies section for the evening. we got a lot of movie news, a lot of TV news, and then some fun gaming news to talk about today. Uh, we'll start off uh, in the movies section with Taika Waititi, director of Thor Ragnarok, among others, star, star of Disney's The Mandalorian. Um, he might be making a Star
1: Wars film. I mean, I, I think this is a no-brainer. He directed the last, the season finale of season one, Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, give this man a movie. He
0: kind of has
1: to. I a hundred. I would. He he blew me away with Thor. I was not expecting it was that. Easily the best Ragnarok, Thor film. Hundred percent. Give him all the Star Wars films.
0: I wouldn't mind handing him a trilogy without even seeing what he could do with it because I trust him. I, I trust and, him.
1: It's it just nowadays they're not going to just go make a Star Wars. Just, well, I guess they did Rogue One, but they, that was like the, the they they planned just to make that. But, and then they did Solo. But, like, yeah, but that's attached to, like, another character, which he is technically still attached to one more in his contract. But nowadays, they want, they're they giving out trilogies. They, they don't want just one Star Wars. They want three. They want them both to make, or all three of them to make over a billion on each.
0: Yeah, I think they're... That's their standard. I think they're now. planning on trilogies, but what we just saw... Was for seven, eight, nine. Was the original plan was to give each one of the trilogy films a different director. Was supposed to be Abrams, Johnson, and Trevorrow, and then they got rid of Trevorrow and brought Abrams back. I could see that because I remember Kevin Feige is still supposed to be making a Star Wars movie, and I can't. It's weird for me to think the boss of Marvel is going to make a Star Wars movie, and oh by the way, one of the directors he hired to make an MCU film is also going to, and I can't see them like butting heads. I can see them making films in the same trilogy.
1: See, I I don't. I don't like the idea of making a trilogy with three different directors. I don't like that. All, all, you're going to have three different ideas trying to mesh into one, and I don't think that's going to work. I, if, I don't like that idea. If
0: I may, if you keep this – to just to play devil's advocate, because I don't necessarily disagree because I like the the uh, cohesion yeah. between stories. I like that idea. But if you keep the same director – and the assumption would be if you hire a director for a Star Wars movie, he or she is a young upcoming director who is hot to trot and still got a squat, all that good stuff. If you sign them for three movies, that takes away a decade of their their career where they really got to focus on Star Wars. And if they don't – Dave and Benny Hoff and Jimmy Rice – and they go out and try to focus on other projects, it's going to take away from Star Wars and then we could get a lesser product. I almost like the idea of three different directors just from a standpoint of if – they're on the same page. We saw Ryan Johnson say, fucks yeah. episode no, seven, so, so. and then nine said, fuck eight. If we could get on the same page, clean slate, and maybe all three directors are in a writer's room. Maybe the whole yeah, trilogy. I God think God that's forbid, what you have to do. God forbid the whole trilogy is written before you shoot one. I mean, that, that's what we saw with this last trilogy, 7, eight, 9. It was fucked from the start because seven, eight, nine were written at different points by yeah. different people. Let's write the trilogy together. And then, and even if it's not together, let's at least have source material for the trilogy and stick to it and not at the last second. Allegedly, we don't, you know, it sounds like Trevor's script is real, but I I you know, for me it's probably two Feige, one Watiti. but at the same time, are you gonna have Kevin Feige, the master of Marvel, direct two Star Wars movies? I don't know. And also, if you're gonna have the boss of Marvel direct a Star Wars movie, is that a part of a trilogy or should that be his own standalone thing? So it can be Feige Star Wars. And then maybe, dude. Maybe you go. I think he's with, too
1: busy to direct. May, maybe
0: you go three different. Well, whatever, produce it, whatever. Write it. But maybe you go Taika Waititi, the Russo brothers, and somebody else from the MCU.
1: John Favreau. John something. Favreau.
0: Oh my God! And there is your trio. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't sign up immediately for a trilogy of Star Wars films by Taika Waititi, the Russo brothers, and John
1: Favreau. I mean, like something like that. Of, of course, I would be on. I just think they just need to. Tighten in the reins a little bit and kind of get their story straight before they just go, here's seven movies, have fun. It, it
0: cannot touch the Skywalker stuff. We're done with yeah. that. We got to move forward or backwards. I don't care if you go past or future to me. doesn't matter. Star Wars is such a long lore that can rage the gamut. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I want something that doesn't have cameos from old actors. I want something that's – honestly, I want something from a story – that or a time that I don't know a thing about. Yeah. I want a brand new story from Star Wars. And I want that like you know, listen, a lot of people out there said the the comedy actually hit for them in in nine. The comedy didn't touch for us. We did not feel that (laughs) comedy. I think Ty Cobb brings that too. He has that comedic touch. You saw that in Ragnarok. Look at the first two Thor movies thematically. Ragnarok is a different film. It almost feels like a standalone film. I mean
1: he has short hair. So, it, you know, right off the bat, yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like it is a it, from the first scene when he's in that dungeon with the lava monster or whatever. It's like this is the different and that, vibe and that
1: set the tone for the movie,
0: and and I think that Tykoc can bring that like fun, relaxed vibe that Star Wars kind of desperately needs. What Star Wars really needs, in my opinion, is not like this super serious. Get it back on track. Um, canon type movie. It needs a fun space exploration movie with some comedy scenes that we don't have to pick apart that it doesn't make sense to eight other films in a franchise. It's like a fresh start. Think of A New Hope. There's a shit ton wrong with that movie, but no one cares because it was the thing that started the whole thing. I almost want that again. And it didn't hit for me with Rogue One. Solo was okay, uh, but it's not my cup of tea upon rewatching, I'm looking forward to a good Star Wars movie, man. Like, I want Good Star yeah. Wars content. New,
1: new characters. I couldn't agree more.
0: Disney will be dropping the name Fox from all of its 20th century properties. Uh, 20th century Fox Studios will now just be called 20th century studios. And Fox Searchlight will now just be called Searchlight Pictures. That's more of the indie films yeah. under the Fox label. And it's like the only thing that I... The only th- feeling I have about this entire story is it's just going to be hard to get used to
1: saying it. Yeah. Or not,
0: not saying it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You- I think we're gonna say for a little bit. Yeah, maybe give it a couple films. We just start because that's what we saw for the last fucking thirty years.
0: It's gonna be like the first movie that comes out under the banner of Twentieth Century Studios. We're gonna say who the
1: hell's that? We're gonna go (laughs) like
0: this. We're gonna say and Jim Bob Thornton from Twentieth Century Studios, which you know used to be Fox. (laughs) Like that's what we're gonna say. I can already guarantee it. So it's just gonna take a little bit to get used to us not having that anymore. Uh, national draw. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, and again, at any other week, this could have led the whole the whole show off. Sam, I'm going to let you go here. This has been a long time coming. As Disney's announced a couple different
1: an, sequels, I've been an advocate of this film. The this first franchise. one of them,
0: he definitely has. The first one of them, National Treasure Three, is officially in development after what, like a decade
1: or I more? Think twelve years? Uh, 2011, I think. Book so uh, Secrets a, came by out by the time this. Whatever it is, yeah, by the time
0: this movie comes out, it will be a decade.
1: I I, I freaking love Nick Cage. We all know that. And Na- National Treasure. I think both of them are great. I, I, they what both, is they, the
0: appeal? They both to an adult. Too. They
1: both weave in history. So it's like they, they take truth of that shit that actually happened in the past, and then of course they incorporate. You know, that's a fucking movie, but there, there's history to it. And I history was always my favorite subject. So Same. I, I'm interested. Yeah, <laughs> John Voight was in the first, so he plays his dad. He's still, you know, he's still kicking. He's still doing Ray Donovan. So Get him on. Bring back uh, the other lady. From... What's
0: the What's the overarching premise of the franchise? I, I... I don't know. He goes to find <coughs> treasure. You know, well, his him. I thought it was no, no. That's not at the museum.
1: So the f- <laughs> I, I haven't seen him in a while, but the first one he was with... Sh- actually Sean Bean was in it, uh-huh. and they're a team. They're the excavi-
0: first couple minutes. No, no, no. So <laughs> they're
1: they're excav- uh, excavating this this pirate ship in like Antarctica. They find this treasure, but it led to this other thing, and then Sean Bean turns on Nicolas ah. Cage and his crew, and then they're like. Fuck! They're after National Independence. He then Nicholas Cage is like, well, guys, we have to steal a national the uh, Declaration of Independence, and it just unravels, and just craziness ensues. And Justin Barth is in it from The Hangover. I I just fucking love this series. I, and I'm now, ready. are you
0: going to go rewatch the first two in preparation for the third? Because
1: something happened in the second one. Um, Don't give it away. Yeah, I I something happened. I know that they were all. I think off to the next thing. But I never knew that this would get greenlit just because I know it was in development hell. But I'm just so glad to hear that they're finally moving forward with Jerry Bruckheimer producing.
0: And with Nick Cage starring again, one would presume. I
1: mean, if not, there is no National Treasure 3. You don't recast Nick Cage, baby. Come on.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's unique.
1: Yeah, dude, this is a, a day one watch for me.
0: Now, are you like I said, are you going to go back and watch the first one? I,
1: I, I probably will like it. I, my, one of my favorite quotes from the first one. They bring out this, they carry out this tomb, and this mummy falls through the bottom. He's like, ugh, careful, no one steps in it." <laughs> it's his accent, and I fucking die every time. Is that Nick Cage who says that? No, it's some Irish guy. It's,
0: it's a Disney property. Yeah, yeah. Are, Is the first one on yeah. Disney Plus? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think they both are.
0: Shit, I guess I'm gonna, when I'm editing, edin- when I'm editing, when I'm editing this show tonight, I think I'm gonna put it on, dude.
1: It's it, it's it's got the comedy. I like John Void. I I like. Can't think of the female actors. I see her face, but like she was in the uh, the one movie where he loved her feet. Christoph Waltz in that in that one uh, German movie. Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, she, it was she was she played the woman. the The young girl. Yeah, the blonde. I can't think really? of her name. I'm blanking. D- Diana Kruger. who And that was I didn't look that up. That no, was no. mine, baby. Diane. Diane Kruger. That's my
0: girl. <laughs> I, I thought you said Diana. Yeah.
1: Diane. Diane. Whatever. But I I the cast is great. Sign me up. Wow. And there was another movie that I believe that they...
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, this one, we teased This, on was, this was the big one. <laughs> this, yeah, right. <laughs> They teased that on Facebook, or we teased that on Facebook. Hey, here are some topics for tonight's show. Disney announces two sequels, one of them inevitable, one of them a long time coming. The inevitable one was announced, which is today, Thursday, the 23rd. Captain Marvel 2 is officially in development with an eye towards a 2022 release date. Uh, We know little about it, but it is going to be written by Megan McDowell, who's working on WandaVision. And it will be set in the present, not the 90s.
1: That's actually a big I I think that's to me they they have to improve cuz the first one for me missed yeah it, it it just missed upon
0: a rewatch it was almost unwatchable i tried to watch it with actually not unwatchable wrong word
1: it, it just, wasn't fun it wasn't the and i'm not even like a, a big captain marvel like marvel side of reader but like she's not always like stern like she's like a little like comedy like a little goofy a little bit and there was none of that it was just she just played this stone faced Chick that had, like had the same reaction to everything.
0: Well, I, I've said it uh, on this show a lot, even when we did our spoiler cast. That I just think it was a complete miscast. I 100%. think I think that if we got a different Captain Marvel, maybe we get a different Captain Marvel movie. I know that sounds obvious, but think about it. The lines are still the same. If they were delivered by somebody else, I feel like we would have got gotten... a
1: different face. I might have uh, had I th- a reaction to it.
0: Uh, it just I don't think Alison Brie is the is it not? That's not Alison Brie. What is her name? Brie Larson. I don't think Brie Larson is the right actress for this role. Um, She had
1: an ass double. She couldn't fill up her pants, (laughs) Bandex.
0: Okay. Uh, That could have been a trivia question. I would not have gotten that one. Really? It looked like a deflated balloon. I don't know that. Uh, We talked before on this show about the inevitability of this sequel. And I said, as long as it's set in present day, I'll give it a shake. It can't be set in the 90s. You you tried once yeah. to, to capture the 90s cheese. We got the Game Boy references I, and the blockbusters. I mean, it's like,
1: it's still got good reviews. It's still made over a billion dollars. This is going to be posted post it, ha- it, sh- yeah. it has to be. I mean, Christ, you owe Peter so much in, in Endgame. Like, she's the strongest MCU. Eh, kiss my ass. But I'll still see the movie.
0: Isn't it a shame that 2019 brought us of. A- very rushed, shitty Game of Thrones ending that Brand the Builder ended up on the throne. And then you also got Captain Marvel, who had one film a month before 10 years of culmination, to be the strongest Avenger all of a sudden. Oh, well, says it was, those last, it was those last second twists that they've been planning for years, but both fell flat in their face. And I look back at 2019 as a whole and I'm like, Marvel missed, and, and Game of Thrones missed. Spider Man did a nice job. Like, my number three worst for the year at first was disney like that was my but aladdin was a piece of shit lion king wasn't great still never seen it It, it, it's just like it it didn't have a good year in my opinion but then like spider-man being half sony half marvel i was like it kind of saves it It, it, it's like it's like like, yeah
1: like review wise for you they didn't have a good year but like bank account wise they had a fantastic year six
0: movies in the billions seven now with star wars they're like all
1: the way to the bank it
0: doesn't matter what i think so i kept them off uh, for for that alone, but anyway, Captain Marvel two. I'm glad it's set in this world. I'm gonna see it, probably not in theaters. I just don't go to the movies a lot yeah. anymore.
1: I'll, I'll still say it. I, I have to. I
0: can see myself waiting to go to the theater this year until September when The Many Saints of Newark comes out. The first movie I looked at that I'm like, holy shit! I kind of just want to see this in theaters. I just don't see a lot of things coming out this year that I'm rushing to the box office for. Yeah. Uh, I, I think TV is just – it's so much more accessible. It's so much more 100%. convenient. It's so I, – I can get a whole month's worth of TV streaming for a fucking price of one movie ticket. Like it's just for me, I think TV is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm just – I'm into that. So movie theater was never my favorite place anyway. Confined in a dark room with smells that I don't enjoy for hours at a time. I would like to see actually a film in 4DX though.
1: 100%. I really do. I, I think talked Star to Sean, Wars is that film. I talked to Sean MRC Tech is like, I think I want to see 1917. I was like, well, yeah. let me know if I'm free. I'll, I'd totally like to go.
0: Patrick Stewart is unlikely to reprise his role as Professor X in the MCU as Picard um, is actually debuting now as we record this pod. He wants to focus on that television series. Yeah, they
1: said after a long, long discussion with Kevin Feige, he's not going to be uh, coming back as... As Professor X, which is fine.
0: We already have a different Professor yeah, like, X in I'm, canon. Anyway, I'm
1: perfectly fine. He he did what he needs to do but... in the beginning of in the, the beginning trilogy. Um, I did I did see him on. He was on the View, mm-hmm. and he, I guess he said, "Hey, I just want to say before we kind of get started, um, um, Whoopi Goldberg." He said, "I talked to the producers, blah blah." And we would offer you, would you like to take part in season two? Because that was like one of her early acting roles was Star Trek. And they showed an old picture of them too. And and she's like, yes, of course, I'll do it. She got all. That That made the rounds on Twitter. So that that was just very, very sweet to see. Yeah. Uh,
0: Another one of the movies from 2019 that I have on my immediate list that I have to see. Um, Matter of fact... Like, as soon as humanly possible. Parasite is mm. being turned into an expanded film via an HBO miniseries. And let me break down what this means. Uh, director Bong Joon-ho, which is, or Bong Joon-ho, which is actually, he's a Korean director, Korean film. He actually made Snowpiercer. He made... Uh,
1: which, I the, re- which I really enjoyed. Yeah, not The
0: Blob. Um, 2003 monster movie, CG on a $20 million budget. I can't remember what it was called. Um... I can't remember, but it it was critically just acclaimed, and Snowpiercer, like you said, you like. So he's made a lot of films in the States. Parasite is now uh, people are going as far as to say it's the only movie you need to watch in 2020. It came out very late, 2019. It's actually up for Best Picture at the Oscars. A uh, lot of lot of praise around this film. But the director said, hey, there's only so much I can tell in a two-hour story. I'd like to see what this film would be at five or six hours, but I can't release that as a theatrical thing. No- nobody would sit yeah. and watch that. So HBO picked it up and said, we'll, make the mo- we'll take the movie – Stretch it into five or six episode miniseries, including all the film. Like the film's yeah. going to be a part of this. But and he gonna gonna sh- he's going to shoot and add more they're stuff. are going to expand okay, cool, the cool. film to make this two hour film into five or six hours and then air it as a miniseries. A, I'd love to see more films take this type of direction. There's a lot of story to tell in a lot of films that we're never going to see. I like that idea. And number, well, I think I said A, so I'm not going to go with number two. I'll go with B. Uh, I am so into that. I love again, I love miniseries. I yeah. love TV. I'm gonna go watch this film this week. By next week I'll have it watched. Um and Hi. I am excited to see how how that goes.
1: And like like you said, I heard it was fantastic. I just happened to see it yet.
0: Um I don't are you like a Korean with subtitles type of guy?
1: Yeah, well you figure when I watch Ronnie Kenshin the trilogy, that's into it's all subtitles. Sub- yeah. I think it might be dubbed poorly i mean even if it's not I, I i if it's if it's ugly like it doesn't make sense like i won't i have to do subtitles yeah well
0: speaking of ugly doesn't make sense in dubbed pokemon mewtwo strikes oh, back evolution Jesus. evolution has been translated which some said would never happen but this was the nice surprise that pokemon laid out on us this week and will debut on netflix globally on pokemon day february 27th so just over a month from this time we record here uh, Pokemon the Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is a complete retelling uh, remake of the first Pokemon movie. One of the ones that's very close yeah. to our hearts where Mewtwo brings everybody to an island and clones them and all that stuff. They remade it in CG. Um, I will tell you this, and I said it from the trailer, from the first Japanese trailer I saw. The, the CG is stunning. Yeah, It's gorgeous. Yeah. The characters look great. The Pokemon look great. The environments actually look really good. I love it. I watched this subbed because I thought it would never come to America. Now I'm the asshole. Yeah. It wasn't good. It's it's not. I mean, the first movie is not good. It didn't hold up very well. If you watch it again now, you'd be like, ugh.
1: It's been kind a bad. year since I watched it's it. It's
0: kind of not good. I mean, it was cool because there was a Don fan in the beginning. We're like, is that a Gen 2? What is that? Yeah. We never saw that before. And then there was like a Meryl and a dial, and we're all freaking out as nine-year-olds yeah. in the theater. It's like... That is cool, and they actually recreate that battle from the beginning with the Dragon Knight coming through with the letter. But it's not great. If you want to kick back the nostalgia of, like, I haven't watched Pokemon the first movie in 20 years, like a lot of folks, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's going to be free on Netflix in English on February 27th. Do that. I'm going to do it because I have to hear. I I watched the trailer in English. The voice cast, they try to make Ash so hard, sound like Victoria, I can't remember her name, who voiced voice- Ash Ketchum in the first couple seasons. Was it close? It's not great. <laughs> it's not great.
1: And that's always, voice, once I change voice actors for me, that's always like a pet peeve for it, me. It, it reminds
0: tough. me, and that's when I stopped watching the anime is when Ash got a new voice actor, and it reminds me of, I stopped watching Doug. It reminds me of, right. it reminds me of when Ash's Diamond and Pearl Gen 4 anime came out. It's a very, very similar voice style. Um, not my favorite, but, it's still cool that we got this. I, I, I think
1: fan, I still got to say you—you
0: you would like it because I think it's gonna. You, a, you're not gonna sit there and judge a Pokemon movie. You're no. either gonna like it, you're not gonna like it, you're and I'm just gonna, gonna say it like, oh,
1: I remember this scene exactly. You know, yeah. But
0: it's now reimagining... I
1: saw that shit in theaters in
0: really good CG. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding. It's really good. I remember taking. It was Joe Root, Christian Deddy, me, Mike Fowler. Mm, I don't think Pope Drew was there, but like seven or eight of us got into Craig Hackett's minivan and got driven to Franklin Mills uh, and, and we watched, watched it wow. in the back row of the theater. And I'll never forget that night. And like, I was the big Pokemon nerd out of yeah. the group. So like to, to be able to sit there and watch that movie and like, Nerd out. Oh my God. Yeah. It was just, a, it was a trip. So I'm looking forward to watching this uh, dubbed as opposed to in subtitles. Netflix announces a new animated film called The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. No release date, no further details, but The Witcher doing very, very well on Netflix. Now we're going to get an animated film adaptation.
1: I'm in, especially if they do some shit like Castlevania style, like where it's bloody gory, you know. Is it,
0: yeah, but is it going to be anime style? Castlevania is very much an anime. Yeah. If, if, I don't see this being an anime. I think this is just
1: more of an animation. I can't kind of hope it's an anime. I great.
0: wouldn't mind a Witcher anime more than I'd get. I, I hope it's not like a CG thing. I hope it's hand-drawn. A um, 100% oh, yeah. hope it's like, hand-drawn. Definitely. I don't love the CG stuff. Like, I just got done talking about Pokemon looking good, but I don't I don't love CG. Every fucking kid's cartoon nowadays is CG. Yeah. Let's bring back the hand-drawn. So I hope they go that style, but I'm actually okay if they – whatever way they go. Although – you
1: know. Give me all the Witcher. I'm in.
0: You know, Ashley keeps saying, like, do you have interest in The Witcher? And I'm like, yeah. Just, just
1: fucking watch it. I watched the
0: first episode. It wasn't good. I don't know what you want me to say. Just keep watching. It's it. not even. It's not a good series. People like, legitimately, are like, this is a very mediocre you thing. Fifteen seasons of Degrassi. You watched ten of The right. Walking Dead. You're right. Which You're one's fair. worse? Let us De- know.
1: De- Degrassi. If, if you never listen-
0: watched it, I watched The Walking Dead. I can have an
1: opinion right. on both. I used to watch, never you, watched it. I guess you did. You put it on in front of me. It's the only time I even know that Drake's Jimmy. How else am I going to know that he's because Jimmy?
0: Because literally everyone does in 2020.
1: I did. What. <laughs> Not, when you, I think what, the episode, you put on the episode where he got shot at the party. That's the, the first party. one.
0: That's the, it wasn't at a party. It was at school. School is a party.
1: <laughs> Greg doesn't All right. notice. All
0: right. So, yeah. Uh, that's If you're a Witcher fan, the very mediocre Witcher, which now has
1: 73 million views on... Which is which insane. For, <laughs> who knew it was Netflix's biggest show ever?
0: Which is insane. For a mediocre show that doesn't even have good like critical acclaim, everybody's watching it, which is c- cool. I like that. That, like fuck the critics. Henry's already training for season two, baby. Henry's got a huge following of people. Kind of like Adam Sandler. He just, People know the name, so they go to it and they watch it. It's like I do appreciate that social media can be a powerful yeah, engine. All
1: I see is chicks posting him and all the memes of him shirtless or in the bathtub. I'm like, yeah, I don't care what the show's about. I'll watch it.
0: <laughs> and, and you're gonna when we get to TV, we're gonna have a deeper discussion. So I want to move on so we can move to the show. We're already at 35 minutes, and we're not even at TV yet. A new Mortal Kombat animated film, animated, 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 not the actual reboot that they're doing, uh, has been announced for 2020. Mortal Kombat Legends: Scorpions Room. Revenge. Uh Johnny Cage and Sonya have already been cast in the forms of Joe McHale and Jennifer Carpenter, respectively.
1: Well, that, it's good that they're anim- animated, so I don't have to worry about them being live action. That yeah. saves them there. I'm in. I love Mortal Kombat. You love Scorpion.
0: You're I, course, a sub zero guy. Yeah,
1: I'm so, sub zero is my dude, but I, I do like Scorpion. Scorpion, I was always Machi I think, and Alex. I think
0: everybody likes Scorpion. Like he's like the he's, one just, he's, badass. He's, he's he's the one character get in over like, here. pop culture that like, like that's Charizard, to me, overrated. But Scorpion, the most popular, not even close, Mortal Kombat. I still love him. He's great. Uh, fucking iconic. The get over here. The mask reveal. The yep. skull. The part in Mortal Kombat 93 when he gets his head sliced through with the fucking shield. Yeah. Get and down in hell. Get down here. Dude, awesome. Bad Boys 4 is reportedly now in development.
1: I mean, no surprise, they got, I think it's like a 70% or 80% Rotten Tomatoes that already made over $300 million worldwide. Good for still Bad Boys going. For
0: Life. Good for them. It just, I want to see that,
1: too. I mean, you got to think, Will Smith, he's going to have his following no matter what, and Bad Boys 1 and 2, they were freaking great.
0: They and, are, and they're not, again, yeah. these are two critically panned movies that just keep the fans, keep it alive, man. Yeah. And they're good, fun. Became cold turn films. your films. Turn your brine off. Turn your brain off films. They were like the John Wick movies before John Wick. Just like enjoy it. It's a lot of violence and it's a lot of cursing and it's a lot of fun.
1: And I think that's exactly what the third one was. Everything I've heard about it was if you liked one and two, you're going to love three. But if you hated one and two, guess what? You're going to hate three.
0: Mr. Tapia, the Russian (laughs) Grim Reaper is here. I don't even think that's the line. But I know he says at one point Russian Grim Reaper. I'm going to leave it at... I'll let it slide. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it I'll, right I'll say chance. he said it word for word. Bill Murray will reportedly return to Ghostbusters Afterlife to reprise his role as obviously an older and maybe wiser Peter Venkman.
1: I mean, who knows if he's wiser? You, you never know with him. But to me, I don't know. For, if you don't have Bill Murray, if you didn't have Aykroyd, if you didn't have Ernie Hudson, rest in peace um, Harold Ramis. But you know, the three survivors, I, I think that's great.
0: <sighs> for the box office for the week... At number 10, falling from number 8 at $3.8 million is Frozen 2. At number 9, falling all the way down from number 4, a 60% drop domestically at $4 million is Like a Boss. Hanging on at number 8, up from number 9, which is crazy that this movie is still hanging around, at $4.2 is Knives Out. Uh, number seven, falling from number five at 5.7 is Just Mercy. Hanging on at number six is Little Women at $6.3 million. Down 45% at $8.2 million from number five, uh, down from number two, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Number four, falling from number three, Jumanji The Next Level at $9.7 million. Number three, bombing but not as bad as I thought it would is Doolittle. New to the list. Number two, falling from number one at 29, $21.9 million is 1917. And number one, new to the list, at $62.5 million domestic only. Like you said, it's over 300 worldwide. Bad boys for life. That's good
1: to see. They, they deserve the top spot.
0: They always deserve the top spot. Anything Will Smith and Martin Lawrence touch, has it's golden.
1: But Doolittle, they're going to have to make a boatload if not
0: they're done. That yeah, I think
1: hard. the budget was like one seventy five. So it yeah. don't it does not look good.
0: Coming soon to a theater near you uh, at on this January twenty fourth. As you are hearing this this weekend, you can go check out the Gentleman.
1: Oh, Co- Matthew McConaughey! Yep. Heard it was fantastic.
0: Same, uh, eight point one on IMDb. Color Out of Space. This is Nicolas Cage. Never even heard of it. The Turning, which actually is Finn, Finn Wolfhard. He's- IGN gave that one a wholesome two. Ouch. Yeah. Worst movie uh, he, ever.
1: He, He's due for a stinker.
0: Number, uh, the Last Full Measure, The Queen's Corgi, Cats, not that one, and CG animated children's film.
1: And that will make more than that.
0: I bet you it will. And that is it for the week of January 24th. Go see The
1: Gentleman. I think I'm going to try to make it out this weekend and see good. that. Good.
0: I hope you do because I think that's the type of movie that needs
1: more publicity. Dude, it's a, it's like Knives Out. Like, let's get it some fun. And it's a great stuff. cast also. So, it's not just McConaughey's the lead. There's a lot, of, a lot of guys.
0: As we move on to the television section, we have a review for the premiere. Speaking of Picard, we have it for the series premiere of Picard. Star Trek Picard is off to a good start. Logically, ex- uh, extra... What? Extrapolating? Oh, it, oh my God extrapolating <laughs> i'm an english major and a communication major and i can't read
1: did you it's have mr late. newman in high school in high school i didn't good because he would be he would be very disappointed.
0: disappointed very disappointed logically extrapolating from where we were uh, where we last saw the title character while also being unexpected or bringing unexpected elements together to give a different spin to jean Luc's world Patrick Stewart doesn't miss a beat, stepping back into the captain's shoes. Though the pacing on the premiere is somewhat wonky at times, still, so far, this is a very different show from the next generation. And that's a good thing, as it feels like a fresh new direction for Picard and Star Trek in general. Edo. Seven. And it's, uh, I, I just I just literally cannot read tonight. Some dates I have it, some nights I don't. I
1: figure, it's, we are recording a little late tonight.
0: Talent isn't always there. You know, sometimes I gotta unlock my talents. Other nights, uh, good I luck. Buy, I gotta buy it. Tonight's one of those buying nights. I just don't have it. It's been um, a long day. It, it actually, it's been a long freaking week. I get home. <laughs> I eat dinner. Put Alina to bed. You're downstairs as I'm walking downstairs from putting her to bed. We come right down to do the show. I haven't taken a breath yet. And then I have to edit this show right afterwards. And then I'm going to go to sleep and go right back to work tomorrow where I'm hosting somebody from my alma mater for the day. So I'm very, very Back on the grind, overwhelmed. baby. Overwhelmed. Yeah. And I would just like a little me time. That's, I guess, just inside baseball for everybody.
1: Oh, Saturday and Sunday's coming, my friend. Maybe you'll get an hour.
0: I get four. Ashley's going to see a medium.
1: There you go to talk oh. to
0: people on the other side for that 4 hours in the middle of the afternoon so i get to hang out with helena for 4 hours and that's right around her nap time so daddy could get a couple yeah. hours to himself to where he might just he might just go watch
1: episode 2 3 4 of the witcher i was just
0: going to say national oh. treasure no,
1: but, i like you know, that better i like that better whatever. or, or oh, no 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 you already saw casino royale right?
0: i did and I, right. I just didn't care for it bad robot which yeah, is jj abrams production company has reportedly partnered with warner brothers to create TV and movie projects for DC's, Sam, let me hear you say it, Justice League Dark.
1: And it, it's, okay, especially after when Swamp Thing got canceled, there was a outcry, thousand people signed it. People were fucking pissed. Then we heard it. They you were one were, of them. Of course. I'm, I I'm, was I, one I'm, of them. I'm, I'm still having it. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I'm pissed off. <laughs> and and <laughs> that they already had a plan. <laughs> they already had a plan for Justice League Dark. So there, it was already semi in the works. It just got cut short. As long as you bring back my boy Swamp Thing, you get John Constantine, maybe you get Ettrick and the Demons, Zatanna, whoever you want. I'll take it if it's animated. I'll take it if it's live action. They have animated stuff, yeah. Well, they, they do. But I think I think what I did read that they were making an, something an animated. I don't know if it was a movie or TV series and also a live action. So I assume maybe it's a movie and a TV show or just a movie. What
0: do you, what do you want more?
1: I don't care. No, what do you want more? I would probably say I'd rather have a show just because I'll get more out of it than a, a two-hour movie. Don't we think that's always the case? I think now. It's different now. Now, movies movies were the king back in the day. Now, TV's got it. Yeah. And especially if, D, if the DC Universe is still running, they're going to need some shows. And I think if you get Justice League or Dark or Swamp Thing, comes by, whoever, you're going to get people to the channel.
0: It's nuts that people want to watch stuff on the small screen more than the big screen. In this day and age,
1: it's, it's easier. It's in your house. You don't have to go out. You don't got to pay all the money. It's funny how we still
0: have a TV section, even though most of the shit we talk about is streaming. It's like we just combine. You it. You can just watch we, it on your TV. But well, we can't. We can't. Is, we can't have a TV screen. and then streaming. It's the small screen section. Yeah.
1: Well, we that's, can't do that ridiculous. No, that's
0: stupid. The silver screen and the small screen. That could be our new podcast name.
1: No, it's that's the silver different. screen no, that's and the different.
0: small screen and gaming.
1: No, no, <laughs> and
0: <like> music. Ah. <laughs> uh, the, the endless possibilities. I know
1: you don't like our long title, but... Hey, listen, necessary. it's
0: been four years. If we wanted to make a change, we're a little late. No, I
1: was going to say, at hundred... I don't even know what 100, episode. 170.
0: 170 in. And two, 234 pieces of original content, including the we Pod squad 100 and... We er, 200. We 204, I think, for us too. 204 with, with, with for me episodes. and like 197 for you. So I'm almost on my 200, baby. So I, I, missed, hitting, I missed a couple. I think you're you're almost there from the episodes from that you missed from being in Comic-Con and then the interviews and stuff. You're almost at your 200th piece of content, which is nuts when you I'm thought I'm almost about on
1: this. my mile. No, it is. Shit, I, I didn't even know if you would ever get to 10 and, and here we are now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bro, I remember our 10th episode. I'll, you know – I remember Brian Thornton from That Kind of Nerd came on episode 11. I'll never yeah. forget. Episode yeah. 11, it was two hours and 14 minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, why is this so long? Uh, this feels- but it was a great episode. For you two, because yeah. you guys talk comics and shit
1: the yeah, whole no, time. I remember being here. We're going back and forth. And I'm CW. sitting there
0: like a fucking idiot, just like, oh, uh, let me, uh, me – What sh-. should I start the next one? <laughs>
1: Shout
0: out <laughs> yeah. to Brian Thorne. Oh, man, our 10th episode was funny because we were like, it's number 10. We might not make it another 10. And four years later, we're still doing this. Here we are. Show. Uh, some writers for The Witcher on Netflix have actually moved on to their next project. A little thing that Sam, he kind of bitched about. He said he wasn't looking forward to man. it at all. The Moon Knight series on Disney.
1: Plus. It's been a good week for me in news. I've <laughs> really been coming up spades. So this I'm like, is Sam's
0: right. special day. That's what the title of this episode <laughs> should be.
1: No, I mean, hey. Obviously, you know, yeah, the critics with, with The Witcher, but for for me as a new guy coming in there, they, it got me drawn into the show. Yeah, I was a little confused with the timelines because they didn't really. Thank you. So
0: you're gonna, you know, my argument here. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish so, your thought. But you so, know my argument.
1: I'm just glad that Moon Knight story isn't like that. So I think the timeline should be a little bit more easier to accept.
0: You you know where I'm going mm-hmm. is that a lot of people are pumped about this news for Moon Knight, but you're getting. The writers from a show that has been critically panned for having a messy timeline and a slow pace and a boring overall plot, and people are pumped about that. I know Moon Knight's a different type yeah. of material. I know it takes place on a different timeline, different characters, different pacing, different tone, and all that. But that's like saying Weiss and Benioff are going to come back and write the next episode or next Dude, season of Sopranos. They, if if, they, said, it just if work. they said
1: Weiss and Benioff were coming to do Moon Knight, I'd be like I'm interested to see what they got. I mean, I'd be interested.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I, what are you fucking doing?
1: I, I would be interested. I, I gotta give him a fair shake, But I would well, like Well yeah, to,
0: because there's a shit ton of comics they can just rip from, no, but well, as soon as the I, comics well, are done. My
1: question would be for either Max of, Bemis. These No, Max is off because he wrote Soup Moon Knight and I can't I can't. Right. Allow that. No, we I get him I, to no, write I said I Moonlight. can't allow, I said I, I can't allow you've it. You said multiple I can't
0: times allow it. You said multiple times as long as he's not wearing, <laughs> yeah, I'm his off the
1: record of that one. But all I would ask is like I was like the interview to who wants like to do the show. I was like, do you know Moon Knight? What do you know? Like, have you read a comic? Tell me. Like that your your interview is not How do you shoot? What camera? You got to tell me something about Moon Knight. Like, I want give me mean, what a story? What's your favorite Moon Knight story? Go just to work on the staff and, and in what general? is it uh, uh, out? I don't want you the project. I, I want someone to know a the passion. character. You want it to be passionate. I, I don't something. want them just to come in there for the paycheck. That's all. Uh,
0: I am interested to see because there are so many MCU shows coming between. All the shit from the current Avengers team to the to the future of what it could look like to WandaVision and to Moon Knight to She-Hulk to uh, Miss Marvel and all these people that we haven't seen yet. There's so much content, at least promised, to come to Disney Plus. Yeah. And I I am so interested to see a the tone of all these types of shows and how edgy are they gonna get. What are they going to do? Are they going to tone it down for like a younger audience? Are they going to make it a little bit edgy? Because Moon Knight's a darker source material. Yeah. And I want to know where that fits in the timeline because you're like, oh my God, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and WandaVision and then Moon Knight. And it's like our, Moon Knight is a smaller known character but has a huge cult yeah. following. I am totally with you that I hope that the – not like the crew. I don't need the lighting guy to be a Moon Knight fan. But I want cinematography. I want these people to do their research, to study, to become, to make this a passion because it can't just be another MCU show. This has an opportunity to put him on the fucking map. Yeah. Netflix tried it and they succeeded with Daredevil. After that Ben Affleck piece of shit that okay. came out, Daredevil was dead. Yeah. Dead. And this is the opportunity to do for Moon Knight what Daredevil couldn't in 2004 or whatever it was and got to do a Netflix. This could be a great introduction.
1: See, see that would be the showrunners I'd be going for. I'd be going towards the Daredevil. okay oh, you guys brought Daredevil. 100%. Let's let's see what you guys can do at Moon Knight now. If
0: you told me the people that brought Punisher to Netflix are doing Moon Knight, in. Yeah. That's yeah. all I need to know because that is the tone that I imagine is very similar to Punisher.
1: Yeah, it, it has to be. It, to me, it, if you do it any other way, it's not Moon Knight.
0: Star Wars The Clone Wars final season got a release date and a trailer for Disney+. Plus. The show will come out starting February 21st, so be on the lookout for a weekly rollout, one episode a week, 12 new episodes that will lead up to Revenge of the Sith, which is episode
1: 3. I mean that that's awesome. I, right, clones I, too. I never, is two, I never I watched the an, the animated stuff. Uh, Clone Sean Wars, didn't stuff. either,
0: dude. I was very surprised. He said, "I'm a Star Wars nerd and I missed this one." If you got Disney Plus, which I'm sure we all do, yeah. you can go back and watch the whole series.
1: I still want to go back and watch like I want to watch everything they've released on the anime because I heard like they were I heard maybe one or two seasons stunk or were a little slow, Clone but, Wars but they and pick Rebels, up. But they pick both, up
0: both very highly
1: praised. So and I think I think they're both on Disney. They both are on Disney. So I I, eventually I'm gonna start them. I just it's a lot of episodes, man. It's it's daunting. You You just
0: finished seven hundred and twenty eight episodes of Naruto. What are you going to do until no, that time,
1: dude? I'm yeah. still I'm still finished up Family Guy last season. I still got the season 14 of Supernatural. Like I got a lot got,
0: of shit, dude. You got the new Walking Dead show that comes out soon. We're going to talk nah, about that in a minute. You're going to watch nah, that.
1: that uh, that's not on my radar.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I didn't watch the trailer because it would have meant nothing to me, and I, I didn't want to just mindlessly shit on something. That's not cool. Yeah, um, I'm thing. trying to bring some positivity here. Uh, speaking of positivity, the Obi Wan yeah. series is on hold, according to Collider. We just can't
1: get yeah. this thing made. Hey, I think what I read was a uh, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't happy with the script so they're going back Shocking. and tweak this bitch. It's go- <laughs> it's going back for more tweaks. God well, only knows when we're getting it.
0: The the fact that this script this says this says everything it needs to is the fact that Kathleen Kennedy or the, the reported fact. Again, reported.
1: And I meant the that with thought, all due respect.
0: The thought that she's not happy with the script says everything you need to know about this series slash movie slash whatever it was going to be. Because she liked episode 8. Nothing is going to be able to, this series is never going to be able to live up to the expectation. So if you're trying to be too perfect with it, it. You have, I, I I would almost take it in the direction of camp. B-movie, no, B fun show, Ewan McGregor just has fun, but not if, uber it, series.
1: But if there's one to do right, it's this.
0: But if you agree...
1: Because we all have it on a agree. pedestal. We all have him up there. Agree.
0: But we have the Mandalorian to fall back All on.
1: everyone says is, I love doby One and I love Darth Maul from the prequels. That's it. And maybe Qui-Gon well, Jinn. Ka-
0: yeah, if Qui-Gon should, should still be alive. Sean admitted that, by the way. That like what? The Force healing thing should have kept Qui-Gon Jinn alive. Uh, but I'm with you. It's one of the shows that needs to, to nail it. You gotta nail it. But at least the Mandalorian nailed it. Yeah. So like, you have a team that you can trust. You have writers that you can trust. Bring them into this project... And let them work on it. Don't be. I don't like the idea of one person not liking it and it's all scrapped. That's a very Vince McMahon attitude. Yeah. And look where the WWE is now. They're getting crushed in the ratings, averaging 2.1 million for Raw, when the height of the popularity and the Attitude Era, 7.5 million people were watching that show. So you have AEW beating NXT, even when AEW is taped from a fucking boat. People still tune into that more, so the pro the product is falling apart based on one person's. What's that called? When one person's involved and nobody else gets a say. I'm not saying that that's the thing over here at Disney with Kathleen Kennedy. We know there are a lot of hands in that pot, but put it in the the good writers' hands, put it in people you trust, and let them make the show that they want to make. Because if you and McGregor said, "I'm in," he's not just going to be in for shit. Yeah, he's going to have a standard of excellence
1: because he knows that people are going to expect something big from the show.
0: Netflix's Altered Carbon Season 2 We'll start Anthony Mackie of the MCU playing Falcon. And we'll release all eight episodes on February 27th. You loved season one.
1: Yeah, season one was great. Um, now, was he playing Corvax, the same character from season one? I
0: believe they said he's actually going to take over just the main role from the guy that left. I can't remember his name. But he's not going to be Joel playing Kinnaman. the exact same character. They might do an anthology style. I'm not 100%. Because
1: like, you you can get, like, different skins with, like, different people, different bodies. Um um, That's a good
0: way to write around people leaving no, the it, show. No, ex-
1: exactly. So it, really it's really smart. And, and I, I think that was one of the, like, it's, like, under, underrated in my opinion. I don't think not, not enough people saw Altered Carbon. So, please see Altered Carbon Season 1. I thought Joel Kiman was great. I was kind of hoping he was going to be back as Corvax, But I like Anthony Mackie, February 27th. I'm in.
0: Uh Takeshi Kovacs? Yeah. I believe he is. That's the name I good. read.
1: Good. if That's that. Then he's playing. And then it's continuing his story because his yeah. story was fucking awesome. That's the, I loved it.
0: The Anthony mackey thing I read said he was going to play somebody named Takeshi. So, so that makes I, sense.
1: I wonder if they do something in the beginning where they do something, with, or they'll have to say something what happened to Joel Kimbrough's body, or maybe it's in repair or, or something. So maybe just in so Mackie's he plays, he play a cyborg. No, he, it's it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I think it's like a chip in your brain. They take it out and it goes away with a different body, and all your memories like it's you hop around like a new car, it's, like skin to skin. It's it's creepy but awesome.
0: Worth a worth a
1: watch.
0: 100%. Confederate has been canceled by HBO. This show was about the South actually winning the Third American Civil War. Wow. Um and like an alternate history, yeah. alternate timeline, all that stuff. It was going to be brought to you by the wonderful folks DB Weiss and David Benioff, formerly of Game of Thrones, and now it's canceled.
1: So it never had even aired nothing? I spit on your grave. It never aired at all, nothing.
0: No. This show hit let me, be, let me be frank. Fuck D&D, like, but beyond that, that sucks that other people are losing jobs. Like, That's, what I, that's when I sympathize. I feel bad. The writers, the cast, yeah. the crew, losing their jobs. Because I kind of like the
1: premise. Like, I kind of like that. It. it was a
0: very controversial, when announced, very controversial. Oh, of course. Because you know
1: how... People get butthurt. It's y- a fucking show, guys. Lighten up this world. We can't talk about nothing. Everyone's so cancel culture. I'm going to start a hashtag move, and it's... Uh, it's a disgrace, to be honest, but...
0: Get a little hair on the chest.
1: That's a little it. hair on the chest. Let the ball bag dangle.
0: Uh, but yeah, this show was met with a lot of criticism, a lot of uh, contemporary ideas, and uh, a little bit of, uh, what the fuck are you doing? And now it's plugged. We'll never know well, the route they're going to HBO go. lost
1: that. They lost Watchmen. They better come out with something, because HBO have been...
0: Well, they're fucking... Listen, when d- this is my thought. I don't think there's a lot of backstage politics. I think this is HBO saying, you guys want to sign a Netflix deal? Go fuck yourself with HBO. We're not going to give you another cent. Could be. I think that I wouldn't be shocked. Now, I don't know if... D&D own the rights to this confederate show no. or if this was their idea and original work by them or if it's based off of a novel that somebody else could take the rights to I don't know but if that, if they don't own the rights I wouldn't be shocked that later on in life this kind of resurfaces as maybe a slightly different premise with a completely different creative team behind it saying I hate their idea. <laughs> boom 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 well, well don't get me wrong DB and Weiss are going to be over at Netflix just cashing checks so I don't think they're going to give a shit but this is yet another project that they fell and off of since Game of Thrones I
1: D&D. did read just before we got here, that I think it was George R. R. Martin that said uh, he was
0: some three movie thing, and HBO said "fuck that, we don't do movies." No, that's
1: it, it. no, that's no, that that's it. it. So maybe that, that could have but been at, something. At least, sorry,
0: at least big screen movies, which yeah. was the idea, and
1: they said go out with a bang, and they said we don't got that kind yeah, of
0: Yeah, they said we did Deadwood because it was small. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, did, did you see the person that George R. R. Martin said that to, or the company? Welt mm. never. Heard of
1: him. Oh, um. Emilia Clark was on Dax Shepard podcast. I love her even more. She is freaking awesome. If you want to hear some awesome stories with Game of Thrones and something, <laughs> some this thing like, what she had the um brain tumors. She had, was it, I don't think it was a brain she had something like a, um a clot or she had something in there. And she kind of tells you that whole story which she went through on Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. So check check her out. I thought that podcast was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I actually definitely got to listen to that. It was, it I like those types of interviews. Uh, Better Call Saul, renewed for a sixth
1: <laughs> and final season. No, th- that's great. I, I'm, I'm all caught up, obviously, until this, this new season drops. I thought the first four seasons were great. We already the fifth, know. Th-
0: the fifth season reportedly going to star... Uh, What's his face? Robert Forrester, who's passed away. Yeah, his and, last film, his
1: last film in credit ever.
0: Yeah, and um, Hank. I can't remember his name in real life, but who plays Hank in Breaking Bad? So we're gonna get some more Breaking Bad characters in season.
1: Five. I saw one of the show writers like I spent months and months keeping it on the DL, and they just announced on Twitter. He goes, "What I've been hiding for months." They just said, "Here, these two characters are coming back." It's like ah, and Gomez too. Gomez come back. So that's oh, that I just sucked. You, you keep them secrets. It's like you. Assholes. Well, they
0: probably have to, they probably signed an NDA that they're not allowed to and say anything. And it's Dean Norris, isn't it? Dean Norris, thank you. Um, yeah, they probably signed an NDA saying they're not allowed to say anything, but then Variety or Deadspin or somebody gets the scoop and then boom, no, it's, it's out it, there. No, it was
1: AMC. A- A- AMC enough. tweeted it. He Fair said, enough. oh, thanks, AMC.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, the Walking Dead World Beyond is their new show. They got an official release date Sunday, April tw- uh, 12th at 10 p.m., which is immediately following Sam's... Uh, Clearly going to watch this, the season 10 finale of the uh, proper Walking Dead.
1: God, I, I just can't believe they are milking this cow for everything. It's, and, and the cow's already milkless. Like Walking Dead viewers are shit. Hard pass. Dude. Hard pass. Not
0: my original thought was listening to another podcast, who I personally think is the best podcast content creator in the world today. That's Colin Moriarty. Um, I was listening to one of his podcasts. I can't remember if, if it was Knockback or Sacred Symbols. A PlayStation podcast, which you would like. Um, a couple other PlayStation podcasts I listen to that you would like. Uh, and he said something about The Walking Dead where he said, I haven't watched it since season four. And I can tell you exactly why. And I was like, that's when I gave up. Let me listen. Let me hear to yeah. see if he's got the same reason. And he doesn't. His reason is actually very much more sound. Mine was because they were eating cereal and that's all they were doing. So I was out. And I haven't gone back since. Wasn't it pudding? Whatever it was. When yeah. they're just sitting at the table. It was pudding um he said i'm more interested not about the characters uh you know post apocalypse i'm interested how this fucking happened i want to hear how it started and i want to see what life was like before it and we get one glimpse of it in one of the early episodes and see and the season 1 finale when they're in the lab they
1: Touch it. Yeah, they, they touch they it. And they never but, touch it again. But fear of The Walking Dead was supposed to do that, and then it just turned into, into the, the Walking, walking Dead. Into The Walking Dead,
0: and that's the problem, is they don't have that type no, of material. It, it, it was stupid. And now that they're so into the weeds, they're 10 seasons in, what they're are they going to do, go back to it? No, they're, no, they're fucked. They're, they're fucked. on the same path they're at. They wrote themselves into this hole. So you said, fuck it. Why would I watch? I don't care about the people. I don't care about the zombies. The zombies are not the threat. I care about how this even happened in the first place because – and I agree with this. I said it a million times. Season one is actually good television. It's
1: gripping zombie television. What's funny is I didn't even like season one. Well, it was my it was my worst. I think, I that's think two my is shit
0: because two is just at a fucking barn. Like, come on. They're literally bad until the finale when they break into the, the ranch. But like at the end of the day, love it or hate it, season one actually told a zombie story. And it attempted to try... It was only six episodes, but yeah. it attempted to tell a zombie story of the outbreak. That's what I care about. And so, not my original thought. Heard that in another podcast, but I completely agree with the sentiment. Who gives a fuck about Rick and, and Michonne and Daryl anymore? Guess what? Like you said, those ratings, maybe a couple million people still do, but those ratings are a quarter of what they used yep. to be. So, clearly...
1: Hanging by a thread.
0: Clearly hanging by a thread. <clears throat> this is the last story in television, and it's a doozy. Peacock, which is NBC Universal streaming service, will launch... We got a ton of information about it this week in a the dump uh, by NBC Universal. The release date is April fifteenth. It's going to have an ad supported uh, version and a paid subscription version. Originally, this was only going to be available to X One customers, or will be only available to X One customers. Um, so, if you have the older Comcast boxes and have an upgraded X One, you can not have it. And if you're non Comcast subscriber, apparently, uh, you can't get it on at least on your. Cable box. Uh, A wider release for July 15th, which happens to be when the Summer Olympics begin. They also said we are going to push the Summer Olympics on Peacock in a way we never thought possible in a a brand new way. So you're going to be able to get a lot of Olympic sport on Peacock, which will actually be kind of brand new to the whole streaming world is the Olympics on a streaming service. Who would have thought that was a thing even last Olympics? Um, A free version will not have all the content. It will have a couple thousand things. But you'll get ads too, so don't worry. You can actually get this completely free, and you won't get everything it has to offer. But you'll get a nice amount. Five dollars a month gets you all the content, but ads, and ten dollars a month gets you all the content ad free.
1: <coughs> that was a lot. I mean, I like I like their price point. It's a good I, price point. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's good. between Disney yeah. and HBO. I like that they have some free stuff. You can get a lot of stuff for five, and here's everything for ten, no ads. It's I'm already at my maximum, I think, for streaming services after um, this uh, DC Universe came on. I think I gotta tap out after that with Amazon and, and Netflix and uh,
0: Peacock, though, because they have the NBC Universal uh, kind of branding behind it, this is the we're going to get exclusive streaming rights. The Office, huge show, Parks and Rec. Huge show. Two shows I've really never watched. Battlestar Galactica, Saved by the Bell, and a new reboot that they're doing. Punky Brewster, Two and a Half Men, The George Lopez Show, Dick Wolf, uh, which means Law and Order, Chicago Med, yeah, Chicago Pete, all of that stuff is going to be exclusively found streaming on Peacock. So all the things that you went to Netflix for for the past seven, eight years, it's, it's going to be on here. It's going to push a lot you're, of people you're, to this You're, you're
1: going to get mostly The Office people, I feel like, because without we the, tried office, the Office, people
0: We tried The Office again, and it just it didn't hit for us at all. But it's also got original stuff uh, coming – Tina Fey's got a show. Kevin Hart's got shows. They're doing Saturday Night Live type stuff. They're doing um, another, bet, like I said, Battlestar Galactic kind of reboot. So they're doing a lot of new stuff here um, that's going to push people to the service. Like you said, uh, 10 bucks is a decent price point. Again, I hope that, like, you know, I hope that I can access it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that even freaking open. Like, it's even going to be open long enough for people to use. Oh, we'll see. I'll take over in the gaming space, we start off with a review, I've heard different things about this game so I don't know, so let's see, DBZ Kakarot.
0: When Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is at it's best, it's incredible. The big moments of each saga are brought to life impeccably with beautiful visuals and effects. But more than that, Kakarot also shows the love to smaller, more character driven moments that made fans fall in love with the anime in the first place. As a result, Kakarot is a wonderful way to revisit the story of Dragon Ball Z, whether you're a fan or looking to jump in for the first time. However, while it's backed by extremely solid content, it also comes with major drawbacks, like poorly implemented RPG mechanics, a general lack of polish, and some disappointingly shallow and repetitive side quests. 7-0. Yes. Um,
1: so I was like, oh my god, they, re- they retell the story. I was like, again, I just watched the show.
0: Well, again, this is every game tells the same story it's my one big gripe with dragon ball especially from a z perspective it's been done they never because it's an end because it has a beginning and an end they never stray outside of the fucking normal four sagas or whatever it is that we got tell an original story please tell it there's so much in the dragon ball especially the z universe the most popular supers getting there but z is still the most popular of the franchises um what is it dragon ball z and then uh what is the third one
1: Well, you could say gt gt
0: thank you and then super so it's like i felt like there was another one too but uh this game is like safe from a storytelling perspective i watched you might be thinking about
1: dragon ball kai that was the remastered of of of, Of. it was shortened versions like so dbc was 292 episodes kai is like 115 okay so it gets rid of a lot of filler exactly
0: uh is it the exact same voice cast and everything
1: I think some characters are different. Actually, I know the guy, Captain Ginyu, is was the, was the gentleman who passed away, yeah. Bryce Armstrong. He was- uh, The narrator as well. He was- and that's To me, that's what hurt me the most. It was like, the narrator who I heard for five seasons of Dragon Ball, 10 of DBC Super, two of GT, and, and, and one or two of uh, or whatever it was for Super. I was like, yeah. it kind of fucking hurt me. I was like, rest in peace, Bryce. Like, damn. 85, I think. He yeah, was. he was like, you're my freaking childhood, dude. Yeah. Um, Best narrator I ever heard. I
0: watched one of my favorite YouTubers did a six-hour Let's Play and I watched it um, in bits and pieces. Yeah. I couldn't... I didn't watch it all at that's, once. That's, God, that's God, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, I watched it every... little bit every night before I went to bed. And I was intrigued. But at the same time, I knew exactly what yeah. was happening. And I've only seen Dragon Ball Z all the way through once. So, like... Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, I, I see just, our you're buddy, getting the same shit.
1: Our buddy Matty was playing online on Facebook. I, I checked out I mean It looked the graphic. It, it looked it cool, looks beautiful, but it's like ah. I I'm also good. was.
0: I, I I I do agree with from the six hours that I saw that the side quests are very much like repetitive and they're just kind of. Black yeah. and they just kind of add padding to the game as opposed to adding something substance so if you're a, like a diehard dbz fan definitely want to at least maybe check it out if you're brand new to dbz i don't think because you haven't seen the story play out 65 times yeah like this could be a good entry point point. and i think that's why the dbz bandai namco always makes the same fucking game is for the new people inevitably that have never played a dragon ball game and especially so with super right.
1: people hype on exactly. it release so, the old shit that got people so in it. i yeah.
0: get it um, but for folks like us who have grown up with it, and especially for somebody like you who's a diehard fan, it's probably not a $60 buy. Yeah. Because you've probably played it already. Just like, wait a couple months, stuff. it'll be
1: fucking 20 bucks. Yeah, for sure.
0: NPD for the damn decade. Yeah, this will be for the entire decade. We have the top 20 best-selling games of the decade. Wow. We're going to start with number 20. We're going to go up to number one. Number 20, Star Wars Battlefront.
1: Wow. You that own, was fast. You owned that. Yeah, I did.
0: The first one. Bought it
1: for Alex, too, for Brisbane.
0: Uh, Number 19, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's good. Number 18, Destiny. Hmm. Number 17, Battlefield 4. Number 16, Battlefield 1. Number 15, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Number 14, Mario Kart 8. Number 13, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Number 12, Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2019. Came out in November yeah. of 2019, and it's the 12th best-selling game of the decade. I want you to let that sink yeah. in. That's insane to yeah. me. If you would've maybe would have guessed where it was in the top 20, I'd say 19. But it's 12. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is number 11. Number 10, Minecraft. <laughs> N- number 9, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops. Thank you. Yeah, BO4 is all it says. Black Ops 4. Number 8 Call of Duty World War 2. Number 7 Red Dead Redemption 2 which is only a year and, and a half old. Number 6 Call of Duty Ghosts. Number 5 Call of Duty uh, Black Ops it's 3. Like, oh, Call of Duty. Number 4 Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Number Where's 3 two? Call of Duty um Black Ops 2. Number 2 Call of Duty Black Ops 1 and number 5 Call of Duty GTA 5. Pissed. yeah gta 5 <laughs> is the best selling game of the decade i think we knew that
1: yeah that that, that should be no surprise it was like
0: it's it's still in the top 10 a lot of months and it came out in 13 so it's been around most of the decade it's on multiple consoles it's now an xbox game pass and this is our it's one of the it's the highest grossing video game of all time and it's one of the highest selling games of all time no shit it was going to yeah. be the number and one you, decade
1: and you meant number one right because i think you said number five no i said Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, Grand Theft Auto 5 was the number, number one. one. Okay, I got gotcha. And we'll continue. We got the December and 2019
0: MPD. We'll do all of 2019 first, and then we'll do just December. December, okay. Uh, again, if you were like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? These are the top-selling games, first for the decade, now for the year, and then we're just going to do for the month. We do this every month in a recurring segment. Uh, for 2019 as a whole, number 10, Mario Kart 8, came out in 2017. Pretty damn good. Yeah, solid. Uh, number nine tom clancy's the division two number eight kingdom hearts three number seven super smash brothers ultimate number six star wars jedi fallen order Jesus came Christ. out november 15th yeah. it's pretty good uh number what's this five ten nine eight seven six five mortal Kombat 11 number four borderlands three number three madden 20 Number two, NBA 2K20. And then number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. So no shocker there since it was number 12 for the decade.
1: To me, I'm just like, oh, man, that's who gets it. I'm kind of like upset. (laughs) Like, that's who got it. It's always Call of Duty, man. Yeah, it sucks.
0: Call of Duty. I'm just so over them games. Call of Duty, NBA, Madden, and FIFA. All, ga- it. all games I'm over that's it that's nah. what you're going to get dude that's that's nah. as long as those games are around they will be the top sellers True. just what it is now for December alone and this is like my favorite I like the monthly ones because I like to see a lot of different games on there uh, but for December number 10 Minecraft which is all I figured because nah. a lot of times over Christmas parents get the new yeah. mi- they Minecraft for their kids whatever number nine Pokemon Shield number eight Super Smash Brothers Ultimate number seven Mario Kart eight Number six, Pokemon Sword. Number five, Luigi's Mansion 3. Number five, when it came out in October. Number four, NBA 2K20. Number three, Madden 20. Number two, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. One, two, three, four, five. The list is made up of 50% Nintendo
1: Switch exclusives. I like that. No, that's impressive. That makes me a happy man.
0: Although two of them are Pokemon games, that's kind of a cop out.
1: Yeah, it's a though. But
0: it's cool because that means two different Pokemon games both sold in the top ten. That's actually a pretty neat No,
1: that's impressive. Dying Light 2 joins the party. It has been delayed indefinitely. (laughs) Does
0: not have a new release (laughs) date. This is a game you actually said you were interested in. The first dying Dying lights are really fun.
1: That's when you're just running from zombies at night. Yeah,
0: it's daytime, but when it gets night, there's some other shit. That,
1: comes that's out. when they come out or something. Some other shit. The comes big bad shit comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. it gets I'd, hard. I'd probably really, shit myself. It,
0: it was. It's you know what it is. Perfect word. It's tense. Yeah.
1: Very tense. Yeah.
0: Like I don't. It was one of those things where on NES I dreaded nighttime for Castlevania Two Simon's Quest. This I dreaded nighttime, and I was like. When it's daytime, I'm frolicking around. I'm on rooftops. It's like a parkour style. So I'm running around, jumping rooftop to rooftop, taking photos, killing zombies, doing this. And then the sun goes down, and I'm like, don't move. Just wait for the sun to come up, and yeah. everything will
1: be all right. I'll climb a tree and sit there, and not move. <laughs> Iron Man VR also delayed until this, May 15th. This
0: one's not terrible. Just a couple months until May
1: 15th. Um, I mean, it's not like we were getting this one anyway. but
0: Right. I, neither one of us have a PSVR. No. I love the idea of being able to play Iron Man in VR. We have one for Batman. I think we have a Superman. I can't remember. Um, PlayStation VR is still something I don't have and won't get, um, at least for the PS4. I'm sure they'll come out with an enhanced one for PS5, so maybe that'll be when I jump in. But pretty cool that we're still getting it quickly, just not when we yeah. anticipated because it's delay season. Just don't touch Don't touch Animal Crossing. Don't touch Animal Crossing because then I'm going to hear about it.
1: From everybody. From
0: everybody. Like you just I, don't, I don't need one, to see it on Twitter. Save one big game yeah. from being
1: delayed. Just get one just, on time.
0: Please. We have until March 20th that game comes out. You have two months. We're in the
1: home stretch here, people. The Mortal Kombat Collection Online has been rated by... Peggy. Peggy. For Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and PC.
0: You know the ESRB that rates games yeah. in America, E.M. Whatever. I don't know if they that? were called Peggy. Peggy is that in England? Or in- oh, okay. I'm sorry, okay. in Europe. I shouldn't
1: say England. Peggy. Uh,
0: but the this has been rated Peggy eighteen in Europe, which we kind of figured would be rated M here in the states. This game was actually canned. We actually had a story on this for our podcast months and months ago when this game was rumored, and then all of a sudden was canned. But now it got rated, and it sounds like it's ready to roll. Uh, so like. It went from being dead and then rose up and we could potentially getting an online version of the first three Mortal Kombat games. It's the original trilogy with actually, ready for this, reportedly updated visuals, new sounds, new music, like not just porting the old... Fucking Genesis version. We're actually gonna get a version kind of built for today's consoles, which is cool. Not like a complete overhaul with graphics stuff. It's gonna have the same old digitized person, like real life people graphics, and still gonna look horrible but awesome at the same time. But man, I could play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam.
1: Yeah, no. I guess you could do that. No, didn't didn't hit. Mm-mm, cable miss, guy. miss me? Sorry, haven't seen Cable Guy since so I was eleven.
0: We talked about it last week
1: the Scene with the green eyes, he's on top. It, of the, that's the only scene I know because it freaks you out. That's the only thing I remember from the cable guy. You
0: don't remember when he's on top of the satellite and he's in, in the pouring rain? He's like, Steven, the things you can do, you can play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. No, no, nope.
1: literally, somebody
0: happens. out there got Someone's that. like, Yeah,
1: Greg, I got it, but I didn't.
0: Most people are like,
1: Yeah, no, I was no, like, no, Sorry, get out of my house. Uh, see, I was looking at you like, Is this where we're gonna do our top three? Uh, yeah, sure, because we're in the Mortal Kombat section. Okay, so we talked Mortal Kombat was a Big discussion today for us. So we decided to talk about our top three fatalities from any Mortal Kombat game.
0: And there's hundreds. Hundreds
1: to choose from. So like... And even if you pick one, it's like... It's in almost every other game. It's just a different version. And it was it was kind of funny. Some of the like the older ones I picked, I didn't like the newer ones. Like the newer they got, I thought they sucked. Mm-hmm. But some did get... Fucking I, vicious. I
0: watched 200 Fatalities. I left Joker
1: out, though, the new one that should I, I had to. There's I, My list was already done, and I saw the Joker.
0: The new one where he fucking...
1: Punches through his chest. And I, I even... I, co- I commented, and I said, Greg, I'm leaving this off the list.
0: I wanted to put it on my list, too, where he does the...
1: It was great. The, he the puts, punch a hole in his chest, puts, puts the jacket it. in the box, and there goes his head with the yeah, jack it, it was
0: fantastic. I actually love the Joker's Fatality from Mortal Kombat versus DC... Uh, it was on my list, but then I took it's it where off. Where he
1: shoots you with a bang, and then where he you.
0: fakes the bang and then shoots you. I actually like that, but uh, it's not very gory.
1: No, it was just like that was, that was kind of boring.
0: They Shang sung actually in nine or maybe X. Redoes that where he puts yeah, on a clown saw, mask and then it's brutal when he blows your head off. It, it, that was I, better. I kept that one off because yeah, it looked
1: list. like he shot him with a Desert Eagle. It, that, yeah, w- it would do. I, it.
0: I did put. I kept that one off my list. We actually have a, a listener that sent us their three as well, so we'll wait to the end. That way uh, we don't have any ones that overlap from our perspective. We'll read M. Cassini's uh, list at the end of our top three.
1: So my number three, I want Luke Hang's Dragon from Mortal Kombat From Mortal Kombat Two. I have a
0: story about that. If you don't know it,
1: and I only did it one time in my life, and I remember I freaked the frig freak out, and I ne- I never did it again. Kind of embarrassed about that, but and I watched every iteration from each game where it went, and I thought it just got worse. I did. I guess I kind of liked the one where he was silver. I think that might have been in XL or eleven, probably nine. Or he gets silver, bites the guy in half. I thought that was cool because, like, and then another one instead of him turning into a dragon, he like manifests one from his hand from the ground. Yeah. Like that was cool, but I don't think none compares to it. Mortal Kombat too.
0: Do you know that like why he got that fatality or at least Because uh,
1: his one sucked ass. His one in the first was one. horrible.
0: It was a it was cartwheel wh- uppercut that didn't even kill you. Yeah. There was no blood. So they then gave him the most vicious yeah. one they could think of for the second one.
1: That's good. It was terrible. Yeah.
0: My favorite Liu Kang is not on my list, but my favorite Liu Kang. Um the dragon's probably number one, but my second favorite is like a little Easter egg one where he Summons and Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet. And oh, falls, yeah, I saw that. It yeah,
1: I, I was just like, yeah, ah. Yeah. Dragon, though, that was it. For Dragon's
0: me. cool. It's not on my list. Didn't make it. My number three is from, I believe, Mortal Kombat 3. It could be Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. I can't remember which one, but Smoke.
1: Sh- oh, yeah, I saw that one.
0: Bunch of. Grenades come out of his chest, and he actually blows up the entire planet Earth, including himself. It's like, I love that. Like, that's the ultimate fatal. Wait,
1: Oro's Cyrax that sucks him in and grinds him on his insides?
0: Yeah, that's one of them, too. Yeah, Cyrax I, I thought, is I thought human, that was the one The, the human
1: trash compactor. Yeah. I, I left that one off the list, but when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, that was a good one. Yeah,
0: smoke blows up the world. I love that one.
1: Number two, Kong Lao's Hat Slice from Mortal Kombat XL, where... His hat becomes like a, like a like a like a like a table saw, so it's in the ground, and he grabs the guy's legs and just cuts him right in half. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then in the other one, he steps. is just like the saw head. again, and just steps on his back, and his head just goes right in half. You see his brains. So I was like, "Oh god, that was vicious."
0: Uh-huh. I was wondering if he would slice his foot by accident. He doesn't. He didn't slip. My number two is Noob Saibot from Mortal Kombat Nine. Uh, he summons a shadow clone comes up on the other side of you, then takes your leg, one in each leg, and then slowly rips you in half. And then each one of them holds up the half of the human uh, in like a victory pose. And it's so yeah. brutally vicious.
1: And the way, and it's so slow. And, of course, it, yeah. he rips it from the worst end first. So yeah. it, it makes gro- it brutal. The groin. So I saw it and I was like, by God, Michael, <laughs> by God. But my number one, should be no surprise, the Sub-Zero Spine Rip. The original Mortal Kombat. It's it 992 the original. I mean, you never, you know, who, he fucking ripped, and then, then like, besides obviously just grabbing his head or just, like, there's different iterations where one, I saw he grabbed the guy's chest, ripped out his heart, and then ripped his, fucking like, through his chest, ripped out everything through his throat. To me, Sub Zero is my favorite. I always loved it. Yeah. You
0: son of a bitch. My number one is the Kung Lao. Yay! Dude, it's so vicious! The, the, the hat saw. I, I actually went specific and wrote balls first. Yeah. So groin first for the ladies. But not the head first one. The head first one's cool, but he stops at the head, so you only just get the split brain. I love the saw one where he, like you said, takes his hat, throws it on the ground like a buzz saw, and then just slowly, methodically pulls you groin first, splits you in half through his saw, and you agonize and scream your way through it. You son of a bitch. Yep. I don't understand how that Dude, it was
1: one of the coolest I don't know how. Hundreds of that's fatalities
0: on the list. and you had to pick that one. I want to go with M. Cassini's list really quickly. Um, his number 3 is the original They all are from MK1. So, uh this first number 3 One has to be sub zero. He said is the original Scorpion. Uh, Where you're actually the long range Uh, fatality, where you take off your mask, you're the skeleton, you light the person on fire. Number two is the sub zero spine rip,
1: and Mike, I got a tag for you at the end of the podcast for that.
0: Number two is the sub zero spine rip, like super iconic, and he actually has number one as the uh, original Kano heart rip from classic. I was just classic. The only problem I have with the Kano heart rip is. That's on the Genesis. On the Genesis, there was a blood code you can put in, and it would allow you to have the gory yeah. viciousness. And that, when that fatality is done with the blood code, then he holds up the beat red heart, and it's dripping yeah. blood. When you play it on Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo original Mortal Kombat did not allow blood. So the, Super, uh. the in the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat, it's gray sweat. It's all really? sweat. All the blood has been digitized to gray. And when Kano does the rip for the heart,
1: yeah.
0: he holds nothing. It's just like a puff of nothing. It's no art
1: because they so they, they, like, couldn't, they, couldn't they couldn't do, do it. it.
0: So the Super Nintendo version of that fatality sucks. I'd actually put that as one of the worst fatalities. But I'm just gonna go with the Genesis yes. version with blood coat on to make it the most vicious possible. Thanks for sending us your uh, your list, Mike.
1: You man, Mike. The Half Life Collection is now free for all Steam users until April.
0: It's cool, man. Because Half Life Three has been trying to like. Fans have been wanting that game for over a decade. Um, Half-Life 3 confirmed as one of the Twitter memes uh, that's still alive since Twitter started. Um, and Valve said, "You know what? We're releasing a new Half-Life game. It's not 3. It's not the one you want. It's going to be VR Half-Life: Alex. But to get you hype for that game, we're going to give you every Half-Life game ever made for free." So if you're a Steam user and you play on PC and you've not played Half-Life, you can go play the Half-Life games, every one of them, for free up until April. It's a pretty sweet deal.
1: That's fucking banging. Is that it? That's that's it in the section. That's all I got. Holy shit! I was saying, unless you got a secret one, I'm I don't so, know about. I'm
0: so used to having like long sections, and then the gaming. is is the T
1: V movies was, was a long one?
0: T V last week, I'm still getting over it. Yeah, <laughs> I re-listened to the episode already. I was like, dude, we went yeah, on I, dude, for that, a long time. Dude, I was that
1: was a shit ton of info last week. Uh,
0: before we get to the CGC spotlight, I want to do a quick review uh, of an album, courtesy of our friends over at BPM. Thank you so much for sending us. Uh, this opportunity to do another album review for you, we love doing them. We love to help out uh, so many bands that have obviously given back to us as well. We've done a ton of interviews on this show. Oh, we're going on number forty pretty soon, which is insane to think wow. about. Um, and we've done a lot of great reviews what a as journey. well. And uh, Ryan Wallace, our our general album reviewer, we decided to kind of go away from written content on the website, really focus on just the audio stuff, so we've decided to kind of take the uh, album reviews and just put them on the podcast, and there's a band named Ashland. Growing up, I loved the band called Waking Ashland.
1: For a minute, I was like, I wonder if they started a new band. They
0: did not, my friend, but uh, Ashland came out with this record uh, December 13th, 2009, 10 songs, just 31 minutes. It's called Over the Moon. Um, A little bit of kind of background on <clears throat> excuse me I'm like dying here uh, a little bit of background on Ashland hailing from a small town in Illinois Ashland took their name from a long ago phenomenon that speaks to both destruction and transcendence uh, this is their sophomore album uh, I, I'm here's here's my thoughts on the album they are well first first and foremost it's like a they're a duo alternative rock is kind of the the genre here. Musically, phenomenal album. Okay. Musically, a phenomenal album. Uh, lyrically, not so much my style. Uh, vocally, not so much my style. And that's like the thing about reviews. Yeah. You kind of gotta get lucky with the person reviewing it.
1: Yeah. If it's well, nice. but and it's just like you, you gotta just listen. I don't care what any review says. You may love some. You know, like it could be the voice. Maybe you don't like the guy's voice. Maybe you don't like, you know, whatever. Like you said, you don't like the lyrics. Probably talked about that a lot.
0: Uh, I will say that um, if, I, I, I get it, like a lot of larger media outlets have, you're the metal reviewer, you're the pop punk, yeah. you're the whatever. We don't have that. It's just the two of us. Yeah. So, um, kind of have to could be open-minded, range the gamut. This is a magnificent record from a music perspective i highly enjoyed all 10 tracks listening to the music but from like i said a lyrical style from a tonal style it just wasn't for me um not to say it was bad yeah though. It was not this is not a bad record it's just not my yeah, style it just wasn't your So, tea, so I, don't, I don't feel right giving this record a low score just because it wasn't for me because it's very very well made rise records put it out it's very very well done um, you can tell it's a passion project. There's a lot of love that went into this record. So although it's not for me, I highly suggest you still do give it a shot because just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't yeah. mean it won't and be And it's just
1: like movie reviews. Don't matter what anyone says, listen for yourself and get your own review.
0: Yeah, I, I will say, though, that no, track number two, Over the Moon, was the one track that I was like, hell yeah. Like I really enjoyed that track. Um, it, it opens with a track called I Hate That, which is – uh, kind of a slower build, picks up a little bit, gets you kind of anticipated what you're going to get yourself into for the record. It is poppy, kind of. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a pop record, um, but I won't say it's like Future Teens, which is completely dep- depressing pop rock, which, you know, a little bit of part of me loves that, Yeah, loves that shit. Uh, but I have to say, Ashland, go check it out. Don't let, because it wasn't necessarily for me, it's not a bad record. Musically, it is beautiful. So go check it out. Over the Moon from Ashland. You can find it streaming anywhere. Spotify. Uh, pick it up directly from from Ashland. Go follow them on social media. And thanks again to our friends over at BPM for the opportunity to do uh, the review. That is it for the show. Outside of our CGC Spotlight making a triumphant return this week.
1: Yeah. So I recently got this book. I didn't even post it on uh, IG yet, but. This show always, I I freaking love this cartoon as a kid, and hopefully you guys did too. It's on Disney Plus. I got Gargoyles number one by Marvel Comics came out February 1995. It was based on the animated, based on the animated television series. It was a Martin Pasco story, Amanda Connor and Alberto Sayachin art. Nice jo- try. Yeah, you know, these, these all these last I names bet. are tough. I bet Joe Mataria and Jimmy Palm. Palma cover. I apologize for butchering that name, but I was able to get a nine eight white pager newsstand edition. Good about this. It's a tough. Is that book. A raised? Is that art raised? So it's embossed. Im- embossed cover. Embossed. Embossed. I don't know. I can't speak either. But about this book came out ninety five. There's only forty eight graded blue label copies on the census. So there's only thirty. One nine graded in the world. There is ten nine sixes and five nine fours. So to me, that's a super rare book. There's only thirty other copies of that graded. <clears throat> um, the last night, because I, I have this, I follow this website. Thank you, Dom GP uh, Analysis, where it gives you like grades of sales of CGC. So they just finally started to keep track of nine eight newsstand sales and nine eight regular sales. So I thought that was pretty good. Nine eight. The last 9 8 newsstand sale was 120. That was in May of 2019. And the last 9 8 non newsstand was 175, which was this year. Which mine is newsstand, so I, I got the, the rare one out of, out of the two. Super happy to add this into the collection. And this is about David Zantos is up to the same old bag of tricks. Uh, him and Damana De, are trying to capture the gargoyles. They try to set him up by baking, making him look bad in the press. It's up to Eliza Mesa to protect the Gargoyles reputation, but it's more difficult when Goliath won't follow orders. So sounds like Goliath, which I still have to go back and rewatch the series. I believe all three seasons are on Disney Plus. Hopefully you guys did watch the cartoon Gargoyles. Um, It was voiced the lead by um, Keith David, if you you remember. So again, Gargoyles 1, check it out.
0: A little trivia about this book that you didn't think I would know cover was actually done in 1994 even though it was released in february 1995
1: you know i know that the show came out 94
0: well no this cover i mean it was done in 1994 when the book actually came out in feb 95 it's because i just looked down here in the corner it says 94.
1: and and see and see when the artist actually drew it yeah Yeah, because the show came out in 94 my favorite
0: thing about sam cgc spotlight is always turning the book over on the back and looking at the ad and this ad means a lot to me gop squish splat it is for the Game Boy, Genesis, and Super Nintendo versions of the Timeless Classic starring Macaulay Culkin, the Whoa. Pagemaster. Wow. Uh, I actually own two of these games. Do you games. really? You said
1: uh, I'm proud of they're it. They're
0: right there to Sam's right in that white bin. box or bin over there. They're objectively shit. Like of course. The Pagemaster game's not good. I love 90s old school games, especially the yeah. Disney games. They're all really good. Aladdin, uh, Lion King, um, DuckTales, all that. Pagemaster, not so much. Not to say it's a Disney property. It's Fox property, but still. Now it's a Disney property, actually. Funny enough. Um, yeah, I was shocked that it was even Marvel Comics. But I think the craziest thing, and what I love about this, is that, maybe it's not so crazy, but back in the 90s, when this was, Sega Genesis does what Nintendo don't, and they were going back and forth with yeah. the console wars, this ad has a Genesis game next to a Super Nintendo game, and they're the same game. So, like, promoting both companies. Yeah. I just think that's, that's awesome. Some, I think that's just a neat little yeah. 90s thing. Um, you know, I know that on all the commercials today, if it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, they can show both versions for a Walmart commercial or whatever. But generally, it's followed up with one of the two logos. And it says, like, best to play on Xbox or just oh, like of course, PlayStation. Yeah. So, uh, it's just cool that the 90s were such a different time. So check out the first book from Gargoyle, same as it in a 9-8, but definitely recommend the show on Disney. Plus, it's now just a part of the subscription. If you missed it for the 90s or you just missed it from the 90s, you can go check it out now. That
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, Disney, bring this show back. It, it has a cult following. You cut it short with only three damn seasons. I know there has to be more stories to tell let's get a revive
0: that is going to do it for episode 170 of the podcast before we go you said you wanted to have a shout out for m cassini though you said a special shout out no,
1: no that's just my ending line that's all
0: oh oh i'm sorry
1: so you'll as soon as you hear it you i think you're like okay got, got it. you
0: uh so yeah that was it episode 170 a nice clean 90 minute episode uh we hope you all enjoyed it we know we did we started a little late but we actually didn't go as long as i thought so i'm happy with a 90 minute show we hope you are too and we'll see you next week for episode 171
1: Toosti!